Hey guys, it's Ashley. I know you don't recognize me, but it's really me, I promise. Today I wanted to share something with you that was on my mind, and I wanted to do it before I forgot, basically. So you all get to enjoy my deep man voice <laughs> for this episode. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. So basically what happened was, um, I got really sick this week. I um, have a double ear infection, I have a massive sinus infection, and I probably have strep throat, although we're still waiting for the test to come back. But it looks like strep, it feels like strep. I actually had to go yesterday uh, for the first time since I can remember and go get medical attention. I cannot remember the last time I went to any kind of medical establishment whatsoever because I was sick. I've gone to urgent care before because I needed, um, like because I had injuries and stuff that needed to be addressed, but I don't remember the last time I was like, I feel really bad. I should see a doctor. Um, but that happened yesterday. (laughs) Um, I got a bunch of drugs. I'm feeling a little bit better today. Um, yeah, I'm normally not the drug me up type, but yesterday it was like, I can't function. I, um, need help. So I'm kind of lying low today, and um, I was thinking about this trip I'm going on this summer. I have a a work trip that um, I'm doing. It's a small group of people, and we're going to do some like heavy-hitting marketing and design training. I'm really excited about it because it's with two of my favorite people, Julie Stoyan and Kathy Olson, and um, Julie's like the funnel master of the universe and Kathy is like the design master of the universe. And so I'm going to take all my stuff and we're going to look at it and there's going to be learning. I'm going to meet all these people, um, in their orbit who I've never actually really interacted with before. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked about that. And then on the last day, we're going to go to Disney world. (laughs) It's taking place in Orlando and we're going to go. I'm super, super stoked. Um, Last time I was in Disney was in December of 2018, and I really miss it. I went eight times last year, and it was awesome. And for a while, I didn't know when I was going to get to go again. Um, Then they announced this trip, and I applied, and I made it. And um, it's like my big goal, basically. It's the thing. I have to earn this trip (laughs) for myself. I've already paid for it, but now I have to earn it. Um, So it's, it's really fun, and it's fun to have this on the horizon. I've never been to Disney without kids. I've always had at least one kid with me. You can probably hear the thunder in the background. A storm just rolled in. But I'm going to proceed with this episode anyway. Um, Yeah, first grown-up trip to Disney. So it should be good. Um, I'm super stoked. But I had Disney on the brain. And so I'm thinking, like, I'm flat on my back for the most part. I'm not very functional right now. As you can probably guess by the sound of my voice. So I've been thinking, okay, well, you know, the trip is in about three months. That gives me a lot of time to brainstorm and come up with a really cool gift I can take for Kathy and for um, Julie. What am I going to do? So um, I was thinking and thinking, and eventually I, I found, I came up with something I think Kathy's going to like, um, but I was really stuck on Julie. 
I realized that I have a really good sense of her like personal persona, but I'm still getting to know. No, I said that wrong. I feel like I have a really good sense of her public persona, but I'm still trying to figure out like, what is real Julie like? (laughs) Um, And I know general things. I know she collects mugs and, you know, drinks tea, not coffee. And I know her favorite color is blue and all that stuff. But I was like, what? Like, I don't know anything about Julie's Disney personality. So I um, got in touch with her assistant. Her assistant was like, well, I don't know either. So um, then I was like, I'm just going to go straight to the source um, and I'll blame the drugs. And I was like, Julie, who's your favorite Disney character? What's your favorite Disney movie? I have to know. <laughs> uh, and she told me. And it turns out that we share um, the same favorite princess um, and the same favorite movie, which really surprised me. Um, I mean, it surprised me, but it also didn't surprise me. I'm guessing... That the reasons I like this movie so much are similar to the reasons she likes this movie so much. There's some similarity, I think, in our backgrounds and stuff. So I would be curious to have a conversation with her um, to find out if we both like Rapunzel the most for the same reasons. Or really just to get her take. So yes, Rapunzel, in my opinion, is the superior Disney princess of them all. Um, this is not a, an opinion that many people share. A lot of people, so I'm 35. So I grew up in the heyday of Ariel and Belle. And those are two of the biggies. So a lot of people will either say Ariel is their favorite or Belle is their favorite. And the other ones get a lot of traction too. But you don't always hear Rapunzel. Um, but I love Rapunzel. And um, when I was at Disney World last year for my October trip, that I took with my then nearly three-year-old daughter and um, Elliot, who had probably just turned one. Um, They start charging admission when they turn three. (laughs) So Arden and I, I took Arden on her birthday trip like the week before she turned three. And it was fabulous. And while I was there, I got really inspired and I wrote this email. And so this, this quick little back and forth I had with Julie reminded me of this email. And so I went and I read it. And as I was reading it, I was like, this is actually probably a message I should share again. <laughs> so now instead of resending it to my list, I'm going to share it on my podcast. So this is basically going to be me reading this email. Um, I'll probably do a little bit of um, augmenting as we go through. But um, so here we go. The subject line of this email is, I'm so glad I left my tower. And if you're not familiar with the movie Tangled, you probably don't know that that is a line from a lyric. Sorry, that is a line from one of the songs. Um, It's a song called I Have a Dream. And she's like dancing in this tavern with all these, uh, they call them ruffians. Pretty kind of funny. The first time I watched this movie, I was like, what is going on? (laughs) But it's actually pretty funny. And one of her lines is, I'm so glad I left my tower. So that's my subject line. And so the email reads, one thing you might not know about me is that I'm kind of a Disney fanatic. We have, um, at the time I should say, we have, we have annual passes to Walt Disney World this year and we've managed to fit a ton of trips into our year. In fact, I'm at Disney World right now. Now remember, this was back in October. Our passes have expired and I'm very sad. Anyway, back to the email. We're there for my daughter Arden's birthday trip. She turns three later this week and this trip is different from our usual trips because it is all about the princesses. Aside from the culturally obligatory obsession with Ariel among girls my age, I've never been much of a Disney girl. 
barring that one time in college when I was dragged to the 50 Cent Theater to see Finding Nemo with my marine science buddy, I basically didn't watch any Disney movies for about 20 years. Until recently, I only had a vague sense of the cultural identities of Mulan, Tiana, and Moana. I couldn't pronounce Anna right, and I didn't even know there was a Rapunzel movie, which is true. What's funny about that is, the Rapunzel movie, which is called Tangled, is basically my favorite movie right now. And I mean like favorite movie of all time. (laughs) And Rapunzel, if you ask me, is the best of all the Disney princesses. Yep, I went there. She has all the usual trappings. She's pretty. She's kind. She's strong. She has the requisite animal sidekick. (laughs) This time it's chameleon. It's a little weird. Um, She is a teenager. Ha 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 ha. (laughs) But there are two characteristics of her that stand out to me every time I watch Tangled. She's resourceful and she's resilient. Um, Two words for you, frying pan. (laughs) If you've seen the movie, you know what I mean. Being resourceful and resilient serve her through the whole movie, allowing her to escape all kinds of danger, connect with the right people, and make headway toward her goal, which is to see the floating lanterns. Getting out of the tower is easy. She just has to let herself down. But what she has a harder time escaping is the influence of her horrible mom, whose name is Mother Gothel. Gothel is a fantastic Disney villain, not because she has superpowers to control the people around her and impose her will, but because she doesn't have superpowers and she's still able to control the people around her and impose her will. Namely, she controls Rapunzel. The mind games that this woman plays on her stolen and adopted daughter are just epic. She is a textbook narcissist, sending out a constant stream of subtle jabs, carefully undermining Rapunzel's sense of self, and making the girl think she's actually better off isolated in her tower, hiding from the world she wishes that she could explore. In the end, of course, Rapunzel sees the light, which is a pun on the big song from that movie, and finds her way to freedom. It's easy for her to leave her tower, but it's a real struggle to get the insidious voice of Mother Gothel out of her head. Have you ever felt like that? Like there was something in your head holding you back from something that you really wanted? I'm guessing that you have. We all have. Anyone who's ever wanted to do something different, something big, has faced those thoughts. The I'm not good enoughs, the it's too hards, the now's not the right times, the it was stupid to think I could actually do this. There's the there's no way this is ever going to work. Those are the thoughts. We all deal with those insecurities. I still deal with them, and I've been in this gig for almost nine years. I should say almost 10 years. The circles I've been talking for the past couple of weeks would make your head spin. I am certainly dizzy from it all. That was true back then, and it is true today. (laughs) Um, Okay, so in a lot of ways, it's really easy to keep ourselves locked up in the tower, looking out the window at something beautiful and mysterious and so very far away. Yearning is painful, but we fool ourselves into thinking it's easier to yearn than it is to do. It's actually more painful to yearn. But we don't realize this until we get out there and start going after the thing that we say we want. When Rapunzel touches the grass for the first time, she takes a moment to feel all the new sensations, and then she takes off running. But that getting out is the easy part. The hardest part for her is letting her feet touch the ground in the first place. She lowers herself from the tower, but stops short of landing. 
In fact, she hovers there for a few seconds, suspended between tower and earth, wondering if she's actually capable of being free. And then she acts. She sets one foot down, and then the other, and then it's a deep breath, a crescendo, and she's off. She's free, finally doing that thing she's thought about for nearly 18 years. You say you want to be a freelance writer and to get paid to write from home. But if you're still trapped in the voluntary prisons of fear, doubt, and excuses, you'll have to look your own mother Gothel in the eye. Muster, there's that thunder. Muster up every ounce of courage you can and leave. And that's the whole reason that I'm here. I want to come alongside you, show you how to leave the tower of yearning and take off running toward your dream. One of the ways I do that is by creating courses that give you the knowledge you need to feel confident in your new venture. It's like I'm your guide, like your Flynn Rider to the world of freelance writing, but minus the whole romance thing. <laughs> Not in it for the romance. Um, and then I say, want a tip? The best thing you can do when you're paralyzed by fear is to tell your fear to someone else. Once you can get it out of your head and quote unquote out there, it begins to lose its power on you. Just ask me how I know this. So today, I invite you to do that very thing, to look your Gothel in the eye and defy her. Hit reply on this email, type your fear out and send it to me. I'll hold it for you while you grapple with the idea of leaving the tower and taking that next step toward your dream. To your own best day ever, Ashley. So that was my email. And then um, I have links to... Um, some of my courses and my free downloads and that kind of thing. Um, but I want to extend that same invitation to you. If you feel like you are trapped in the towers of fear, doubt, insecurity, worry, any of those things, excuses, you know, any of those, then I encourage you to type it out and send it to me or send it to your buddy, share it with your spouse or your mom or whoever is in your life who will support you in this. Um, it's true that once you share this fear with somebody, it's easier for you to overcome it because, um, what is it that they say? Fear, fear thrives in darkness or something like that. Anyway, once you speak it out loud and make it a real thing that other people can see, it begins to lose its power. So I encourage you now, um, you know, when you're listening to this or really at any point, if you feel stuck, send me an email. Tell me what you're afraid of. You know what I was afraid of for a long time? I was a single mom. I was afraid that I was um, not going to be able to make rent and that I was going to end up living in my car with my toddler. Like that was my fear. That was my vision of catastrophe. Um, and it was big <laughs> and it was scary and it never happened. Um, and once I realized, once I really sat down and thought about it, I realized it never actually would happen. You know, I never actually would have had to live in my car because there are too many people here who love me, um, to let that happen. So, um, I never would have realized that until I actually wrote it out and thought about it. So I encourage you, if you're feeling afraid, if you need some encouragement or some accountability or anything like that, send me an email. My email is ashley at ashleygator.com. I'm going to post it in the show notes. Um, and I have some good news for those of you who are listening along as I'm putting these podcasts out. I'm going to have a website just for the podcast pretty soon. Um, and maybe uh, an email there or like an inbox of some sort that you can 
um, used to contact me as well. So be on the lookout for copychatter.com. And in the meantime, I wish you well. The good thing about email is that you cannot get strep throat over email. (laughs) So um, anyway, until next time, stay safe, stay well, stay dry, stay out of the thunderstorms, and I'll catch up with y'all later.